Welcome to Roll with Adventure, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast that transports you through the magic of imagination from our world to the far-off world of Ibris, a land full of heroes and villains, the evil and the divine, monsters and miracles, and, of course, magic. We are delighted to bring you this adventure from our imagination to your ears. If you like what you hear, please subscribe for future episodes and follow us on social media. If you want to learn more about us in this podcast, please visit us at rollwithadventure.com. And now let's listen as our heroes roll with adventure. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Roll with Adventure's campaign of Shadows and Bliss. My name is Cass, and I'm the dungeon master for this ragtag band of heroes. Today, our journey into this tale of adventure, intrigue, secrets, and magic across the world of Ibris continues. This episode continues during the morning of Seclum, the third of Lyonnais, in the year 1083 PR, deep within the Darkling Forest, where our heroes have made it to what they think, and what Melian now for sure knows, is Sir Jared's bandit camp. And, if I am correct, we left it off on a bit of a cliffhanger last time. But before we dive into solving that cliffhanger, let's meet our band of heroes. To decide the order of introduction, let's roll player initiative, not character. And remember here, we roll with adventure. So, how dexterous or not have each of you been this past week? So uh, yesterday, I was having some uh, back pain, just like a little bit of muscle tenderness between my shoulder blades. And my good friend uh, at work was telling me that what I should do is use like a uh, like a, a, a tennis ball or a, a lacrosse ball and like get it against against the wall and like rub my back on it to to give it like a quick shoulder massage. And it turns out I don't actually have either of those things. But what I do have is a practice gladius with a giant ball pommel. And uh, and I was like, well, this will work. But I couldn't really get it against the wall to rub it, like to have it roll against my back. So instead of that, I just used my arm strength to press the thing over my head against the back where it needed to go and then give myself a back massage that way. And I felt like that was pretty dexterous because it worked. So I'm going to take a plus one. I'm going to take a minus two because several times this week... No, I should... Let me start this again. At my uh, computer for work, I have a headset that has, like, a charging cable. And normally while I'm sitting at my desk, I just leave it plugged in because I'm not moving enough to make that short cable inconvenient. But it also is a wireless headset that doesn't actually need a cable, so my brain doesn't always remember that I'm physically attached to my workstation. So many times this week I have got up and um, moved away from the computer only to realize that my cord is still attached. Although maybe I should take like a plus one because I haven't pulled anything off of my desk. I just haven't remembered, which isn't really a dexterity thing. I've talked myself into it. I'm taking a plus one. Um, Nothing exceedingly interesting has happened in the past week for me so i'm gonna take a even zero i am also taking an even zero because while i feel i was pretty physically on the ball today i am completely mentally off the ball so it should even out to just kind of some sort of ball (laughs) let's see what you roll i forgot rolling was going to be involved and i was just like doodly do only one four 14. 
Also four. Hey, I never get to go first. I am Sasha. I play Faileth, the half-elven bard who was raised by and can speak to ghosts. And my fun Faileth fact this week is that Faileth is a Sagittarius. I am Brian. I'm at MindOverBrian on both Twitter and Twitch, although on Twitch I spell it with a zero. And I am playing Melian Barebone, our changeling barbarian, who typically appears to be a bearded half-elven young man um, with a noticeable, a noticeable scar running from his along his cheek from his upper lip and curving around to nick his right ear. Nobody has seen what I think I may have already talked about this actually, but nobody knows what Melian's base form looks like, except for Melian, and he was horrifying, so it's not good. Oh right, it's me. Um, <clears throat> my name's Ali. I'm playing Quarry Anakalathi Bostukbase, a Goliath Paladin. Um, Quarry spent a lot of time at the Abbey of Truces Solace, where the followers of Soul focus on healing, and Quarry learned the majority of their field medic skills while they were living there. My name is David, and I play Yovin Savvy J. Cooperson, a human scholar. A fun fact for today is, uh, Yovin does not actually remember the name of the town that he was born, and probably couldn't find it on a map. Now that everyone has introduced themselves... Let's get this adventure rolling. And remember, here, we roll with adventure. Deep in the darkling forest, at the base of a low cliff jutting from the Dwemer Mount, rises two druidic menhirs that mark a tunnel into the depths. Outside of this entrance is a small camp manned by a skeleton crew of scouts, though I will be specific that they are living individuals and not skeletons. Faileth, Yovin, Quarry, you are in the foliage of the nearby forest at the edge of the clearing, approximately 60 feet from the campfire blazing and the three individuals that are there. Melian, you have just walked between the men here's, taken your first steps down these stone stairs cut by hand or magic. At the end of our last session, you witnessed another memory, a memory of going into a similar place like this, but one that doesn't fit with your recollection of your life of Melian's life. And just like the memory of Lusnafala, you feel the telltale prickling sensation as if your body wants to shift. To avoid shifting, to control this, please make a constitution saving throw. Oh god, I got an 11. <laughs> Is, does a 5 plus 6 help me? You you got an 11. Uh-huh. That's what 5 plus 6 is. Okay. We'll switch to uh, Faileth, Yovan, and Quarry for a moment. Oh, good. While I contemplate some things. 
Oh, that's not according to plan. Did we, uh... Hmm... Right. I have one question before Quarry says anything. Go right ahead. How is the octopus doing? <laughs> <laughs> the octopus is not chirping. Looks like it has warmed up a considerable amount and is sort of just curled up, sort of sitting there. It has two tentacles in front of it that it's sort of like pushing against each other. Sometimes, mm -hmm. like, you'll see kid, little kids doing with their fingers. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start, uh, like, gently kind of placing him and the blanket into my pack. And I'm going to say to Jovan and Vela, because we've reunited, right? Yeah. Yes, you have reunited. And, and Melian has started to walk from the fire pit towards mm -hmm. the men here's at the back towards that opening and wherever that leads. If we swiftly take out the guards here and then tie them up, we can follow Melian in so he will not be alone. Do you think we'd be able to knock them out quick enough that they wouldn't be able to raise an alarm? Probably not. Given the difficulty that the guards at Marsh's estate gave us, but I don't once Melian's down there, we'll have no ability to know what's happening to him, and it seems very dangerous. Alright, no, I agree. We need to go down there with him. We can't leave poor Mel We can't leave Melian to take on the whole enclave himself. Yeah, not even Melian can do that. Mm. And he's good at everything. Cast. The sleep knot that I have has to be brewed, right? Yes. Okay. Hmm. It looks like I maybe should have brewed something other than the healing potion, although I don't know how we'd get them to drink some slip knot, sleep knot tea. That could have been arranged, I think, but too late now. Right, so we need to... It's not enough just to scare them away. We need to be able to get in there unseen, a singular en entrance. Yes. If we uh, were to creep up behind them and surprise them and, and, and hit them on the head hard enough, uh, maybe we could knock them unconscious? It never works that easily. <sighs> I've tried and more than if once. if you hit someone hard enough to knock them unconscious for long enough for it to be useful, they're either going to die anyway of some sort of hemorrhage, or you're going to just permanently brain damage them. Because, you know, you can't knock anyone out for more than a few seconds without doing, like, actual, real severe damage. The concussion damage alone. I mean, it's nicer just to kill people. But I confess, uh, this is not my forte. Give me a, uh, an undead to kill any day, but uh, a covert operation in a bandit camp, I... I'm at a loss. I mean, Is there any way that we could lure them away, perhaps? Do you want me to make a scene? <laughs> and well, I can make Fale a scene. And as Faileth says, you want them to make a do you want me to make a scene? We'll flip back to Melian. Melian, you've just made it to the top. That memory has 
probably t stolen about like a second, two seconds as you've just paused there. You can feel your expression, every defining feature of you melting away. Well, melting into that base form. Lucky for you, none of the bandits came with you. And what you can see is that the staircase goes down a decent ways. Are you going to pause here to try and correct, or are you going to continue down as your features are melting? Uh, well, with the realization that if anybody looks up under this hood, they're going to see something pretty nasty, pretty gnarly. <laughs> Melian will, like, stagger uh, artfully and, like, lean against one of the, the sides of the... one of the two pillars and, like, try and recover himself. Uh, trying to use looking at his hand on the stone as a guide to how successful he's being at reassuming a shape. Everyone, uh, Melian and anyone in the forest, you can hear, you see that uh, one of the guards who was looking in the direction of, like, had been following Seth's movements, sort of, like, stands up and looks over and hollers to him, Are you feeling okay? Uh, I, I can't answer him. Spring upon them now, and perhaps Melian hasn't gone far enough down the stairs he can join us up here to help in the fight. You see that gar that bandit begin to break from the three from the from the fire and is walking towards Melia. I think uh, something's gone wrong. I think that we should we should do something now before he's able to get to the stairs where he may be able to call out an alarm down to whoever's below. Right. Fela, is it scene can you do time? Can you do anything to stop sound from traveling down that? Um. Path? No. Can you make a noise loud th enough to drown out any? I mean, maybe. Sure. How loud? Well, I could. I could cast shatter. That's very loud. Um. Or, let's see. What can press to digitate? I mean, I can do... Out. No, that's a faint sound. What about minor illusion? Can that... A sound... It does, I don't think it says anything about how loud I can make it. Corey's getting out their halberd and preparing to uh, hunter's mark the one closest to them. Uh, right, Faileth is going to cast minor illusion and make it sound like that uh, horrible bug plant weird hybrid creature's roar. A dragon spore's roar? Yeah. Ooh. You're gonna make it 30 feet from you towards them because they're 60 feet from yes. you? Yes. As soon as I get the go-ahead. Are you waiting for someone? I'm waiting that for... Go -ahead? I'm being good and I'm waiting for Jovan to tell me to do it. Yovan uh, will look over at Cory, see them drawing the sword, look back at Faileth, nod. Alright, I. The man cast has made it spell. probably about. He's about 10 feet behind Melian at this point. You cast I make your a spell. Big noise. The sound that 
unholy abomination of like <laughs> palm fronds and shrieking fills the air and you see all of them jump their weapons are drawn there's a shout the one that has been moving towards Melly and has turned to look back at the forest what are you guys going to do Melian, what are you planning on doing? Um, can you do me a favor and take a look at my base form and then give me an idea whether you think I heard any of that? Uh, no, you heard nothing. Okay, cool. Just, just checking. Uh, yeah. In which case, uh, I, so I assume that you're gonna want to make you're gonna want me to make some sort of check to figure out if I can if I can. Yeah, assume I, give another me another shape. Constitution check. Just saving throw in this case. Okay. <laughs> oh boy, a nine. Alright, well, uh, looks like I'm fighting no, no, in you're, this you're, shape now. You're, you're still in that shape. <laughs> once you've gotten... you Once you've gotten to the point where you have a bit more of, like, a bearing on yourself... Yes, sure. Let's go with that. You're not able to pull yourself into a full shape, but you can grab yourself an eye and an ear and your nose. Or at least one nostril so you can breathe. Oh my gosh, this sounds so appealing. Uh, and just so you know, if you do look at, if the other person does look at your face, you're still in that transition, so I'd still think that your visage would trigger. Uh, your vis- your horrifying visage power? Or visage? whatever it's- v Visage power? On Ibris, there are two different kinds of changelings. One that you're not, and then the kind that you are. The kind that you are, all of them have the uh, unsettling or horrifying visage trait or feature from the Unearthed Arcana. I guess we just must not have written it down on your character sheet when we started everything out. So let's get it on there now. Uh, just so that I can imagine this. Are they looking towards us now, the bandits, or are they looking in a Remember direction? that this is... They're in a clearing. Mm -hmm. So, like, they're looking all around them. The sound okay. was made much closer to them. So, they're disoriented and don't know what direction this is coming from. And failed perception checks. Uh, in that case, Quarry is going to run into the clearing with their weapon out, but not, like, in an attack stance, and they're going to say, oh my god, there's some kind of monster in the forest! Can you give me a deception check? Oh, good, good. I'm sure Quarry's great at these. You can have advantage for the situation that's been built up around it. That is a dirty 20. <laughs> Excellent. The bandits that are there they the two of them that are there one of them is leveled a crossbow at you and then the other one says quickly to arms and he turns and he looks towards over by where Melian and the other one are and he says Soren warn the camp 
<laughs> oh, this well. is definitely time for a phantasmal force, baby! And can I have everyone roll initiative? Because I'm sure that that's what you're about to do. Oh, oh, I rolled a nat 20. I feel like Sasha just rolled a nat 1. What gave you that idea? Yeah, I don't know what would possibly let you make it. Can I cast Phantasmal Force before initiative order? Since I yelled it right before you said roll initiative. I'm going to roll a flat d20 to see if we're doing <laughs> a surprise round. If I get an 11 or higher, we're going to give you guys a surprise round. Okay, that's fair. That is an 11. <laughs> Yay! What are your guys' initiatives, though? Sorry, I was uh, in the 12. middle of adding a uh, unsettling visage to my character. 22. The initiative order for this combat will start with Melian, followed by Quarry, then the bandit that has been referred to as Soren, then Jovan, the two other bandits, and bringing up the rear will be Faleth. We are going to start this combat out with a surprise round. This means that the four of you will get to take actions in initiative order, but the bandits will not. They will get their actions next round. Melian, you've heard everything after the initial f shock. So you heard Kawari yell out that there is a monster in the forest and the bandits seemingly buying it and send and telling Soren to go down and warn everyone. Right, so I spin around and I stab him with my longsword. I'm absolutely, especially right now, going to attack recklessly. Uh, an 18. Yes, that will hit. For five points of slashing damage. Soren stumbles back. He actually screams seeing your face, and he falls back. The cut across him, and he is sort of like backing up, pulling himself away across the ground from you. Quarry, it is your turn. As you're charging across, you can see that Melian has turned. There is a spray of blood, and the bandit that is in the distance is on the ground. The other bandits are about 30 feet from you. Oh, um, okay. Whichever one is... So the bandit and Melian are another 30, 40 feet on the other side of them. 30, 40 feet. Uh, am I able... You can get to the bandit. You can get to the two bandits at the fire. You can't get to the bandits. The bandit by Melian. Okay, I am going to move to the... I guess if they're both roughly within 30 feet of me, it doesn't really matter, so you can pick whichever one. Probably the one that I come to first, whoever that is. Um, and I'm going Are to... Are you going for the one that has the crossbow drawn? Uh, the crossbow that was pointed at you, or the one that has a pike? I will go for the one that has the crossbow, because I... I'm about to reveal that we are not actually fleeing from a monster and we're there to attack them, and I don't want him to crossbow my companions as they run up, or whatever it is they're going to do. So, I will go for the crossbow guy, and I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark. And that is a 24 to hit. That will hit. Nine slashing damage and one from the Hunter's Mark for a total of ten. 
You strike out at the bandit, your weapon sinking into his flesh and stabbing into his right shoulder. A spurt of blood sprays out as you flick your weapon up from the wound. This bandit looks rough. Jovan, it's your turn now. Jovan currently has hands full of stuff. He's going to uh, take a moment, uh, drop behind a tree, uh, take cover, and then take a shot at the one that uh, Cory just attacked. Uh, first one is going to be a 9, which I don't imagine hits. That uh, will miss. That will go wide. And then as a bonus action, fires off another one. That one is an 18. That will hit. Uh, 5 damage. Piercing damage, if it matters. Please describe the end of this poor unfortunate individual. Even as Quarry swings through him, he ducks to the side, just narrowly avoiding a fatal cut. And as he does, two bolts sail past one where his head used to be, and one where his head goes. Nice. Quarry, right in front of you, a bolt just levels itself through his head, and the guy slumps and falls to the ground. By soul. Faileth, it's your turn now to bring up the rear of this surprise round. The guy who shouted to rouse the camp, he's still alive, right? He has fallen back in front of where Melian is, screaming. Does it seem like he was successful in rousing the camp? You have no idea. I'm going to give him the nothing that he did. I hope not. His screaming may have done something, though. Alright, I'm going to hold on to this spell then, because I think I'm going to need it for other people. Uh, and I am going to give Melian some guidance. Uh, so I'm going to run over to where Melian is, touch him on the shoulder, and say... I really like this one. It's especially terrifying. Uh, and give you guidance. You get a d4 that you can add to one ability check of your choice. Uh, and then I'm going to look over at Jovin and go, Don't you think it's especially terrifying? Remember that you specifically are able to cast guidance from 60 feet. Oh, that's right. Remember, I always forget that. So I don't run over to Chameleon. I always forget about that. Thank you. You uh, also so wouldn't have been able to actually reach him because of distance. Far. He, ah. He's, yeah, he's like 90 feet from you. In which case, I'll run my 30 feet so that I'm within 60 feet of him and give him guidance from 60 feet. And then I give Jovin Bardic Inspiration. Hell yeah. With that, we are to the top of the round with Melian. I kill the guy in front of me. Do I need to, if he's on the ground in front of me, Am I going to need to attack recklessly to get advantage? Nope. Okay. Uh, so cool. he is prone, which means that he has disadvantage on attack rolls and he needs to spend half his movement to stand up. But if attackers are within five feet, they have advantage on the attack rolls. Awesome. In which case, I roll a 22 to hit him. Presuming that hits him, I do nine points of slasher damage. Please describe the end of poor Soren. I'm really disappointed that fit that has decided that um, long swords just do slashing damage, because I really wanted to stab this guy through his heart while he laid on the ground, but apparently that's not going to be a thing I can do, so instead of that, I will just slash open his throat um, so that he can't make any more noises while he died. The tip of your longsword seeks out the soft flesh of his throat, oh, ripping through it and bringing him to a rather messy end. Quarry, it's your turn. Quarry, there is a dead bandit in front of you, and there is another bandit, this one with a pike, probably about five feet away from you, maybe ten at most. 
who previously had a look of confusion on his face, which is now set into understanding and anger. Yeah, I, let me tell you, it is hard for me, Corey, because Corey feels really bad about this. Corey um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, will probably pivot, and with the uh, the force of their pivot, they will slash at the um, the bandit with their halberd. Uh, and I will transfer Hunter's Mark to this bandit now that the other one is dead. And that is a nat 20. Yeah! Remember to double all the damage dice, including um, Hunter's Mark. So that will be 18 slashing damage from the halberd, and 7 damage from the Hunter's Mark. For a total of 25 damage, please describe the unfortunate end of this individual in a way that should really, really make this body go flying. Okay, well, not... Uh, Allie doesn't like being overly gruesome, but I think what's going to happen is Quarry will pivot towards the other bandit with their halberd, and it will catch the bandit uh, across the neck and, like, sever the head, and the head kind of goes flying off, and the body crumples backwards. For the moment, all enemies have been defeated. You guys are now out of combat. As the spray of blood begins to fall to the ground from the last adversary, all you can each hear is the sound of your breath and the fast beating of your hearts. Yovin, you hold on to that bardic inspiration. It doesn't just go away after the combat. Okay. Guidance is gone, but you still have that inspiration. I think you have it for about ten minutes. Uh, what does Melian look like? Are you going to look at Melian? Melian, are you going to look away? Yeah, Melian's going to try and recover. Okay. Uh, the Seth persona. Give me a constitution saving throw. <laughs> Got another nine. Apparently, this is reveal day. <laughs> <laughs> Do you turn away, though? Or do you uh, yeah. just try and recover? Okay, so Melian has turned away from you. He's just like, he's got his cloak over him, and he's probably put his hand up against that wall again, uh, against the uh, men here, to hold himself. What is everyone gonna do? Are you alright, Melian? Looks like we had it your way after all. Yeah, you must be right pleased. We got to kill a whole bunch of them, even if the druid is still alive. And we haven't seen him yet. Uh, Melian just puts out a thumbs up. I don't have. He doesn't have a mouth yet. I don't have a mouth yet. Are you alright? Oh, Melian. Thumbs up over his head. Is it that thing that happened to you in the cave? Under the tower? Oh, it looks like he doesn't... Maybe this person can't talk good. Seth wouldn't shut up. There's a chatterbox. <laughs> He's clearly not Seth right now. Give me another constitution check. <laughs> Hey, a 15 this time. You're able to pull your form together. Oh, good. Well, then I'll look like Seth again. Aw. Melian, I liked that other one better. It was really dead terrifying. Well, which one? Wasn't on purpose. Oh, wasn't uh, I? No, I, I, had like a, I had like a vision as I was going between the stones. A dream. Uh, no, not a dream. Like a vision. Like, a, like I was re-experiencing a memory. Hmm. Uh, but not, not my memory. Ooh, like how Corey had a dream, but she wasn't herself in it. 
Well, except in this dream, I, uh, I, it's hard to explain. I was me, but I wasn't me, me. Mm, so it wasn't like it, seeing it, through somebody else's eyes. It felt, felt like you at the time. Yeah. This sure is a weird forest. I just thought you'd change so that you could scare the pants off the bandits, because it worked. Uh, yeah, no. Corey's that gathering was... up the bodies and kind of pulling them towards that sleeping tent. While this conversation is going, you can pull them over and get, push them inside the sleeping tent. You have to go off and grab the head that went flying. Yeah. But you can get it in. There's still a considerable amount of blood that's been sprayed around, but... I'll neatly lay all three of them kind of out in the tent. Let's begin praying over them and feeling guilty for what happened. Quarry is too consumed with guilt to really, like, if Melian's fine, Quarry has not really been paying any attention to Melian's shifting forms or the mystery of whatever's going on there. Alright, well, what are the chances we can turn this around and, uh, Stealth down there seems to be a little well, bit. Of a... Well, I have I have good news and bad news, you guys. Uh, what is it? The good news is uh, they absolutely bought this Seth disguise. Uh, the, the bad news, though, is that they told me to go down and get something from the mess, which means I'm betting that down there is a lot more uh, bandits. Hmm. I mean, yeah, it makes sense that this little piddly group is not all there is. What are the chances that you can uh, work some of the magic that you worked on yourselves and the rest of us? Make us, oh. make us look That's like the bandits we just cut. Uh, what is I, the don't, I don't have that kind of uh, uh, disguise supplies with me, unfortunately. Oh, that's no problem. I have disguise kit myself, though I'm not oh. quite confident in its use. <laughs> You don't even have a disguise kit. I, I mean, that's that is true. Really? With some of the faces I've seen you put together without a disguise kit. Um. I feel like yeah. I'm missing something here. Do you not see that Melian just is those people? Oh yeah, no, I've I've seen him do his work better than anyone else I've seen. Sure, right. All right, so um. I guess I guess I should probably let you, you guys in. Uh, all right, friend Yovan and Paladin, I should probably tell you uh, a thing. Um, so when we, I haven't told you the whole story about when Faileth and I met. You see, I used to be part of a mercenary group called um, the Red Exiles. Uh, you may have heard of them. Uh, but you may not have. They were just sort of an up-and-coming group. Um, so, uh, uh, we got involved in a battle that was slightly over our heads. Uh, and uh, I was run through with a pike. Uh, I thought I was dead. No, you totally were. Right, but then I stood back up. And here's the thing. When I stood back up, um, I have felt this terrible burning sensation across all of my skin. And suddenly I, I, 
I couldn't look like myself anymore, but I, I could look like anyone else I wanted to look like. Sounds like a very strange experience. Uh, yeah, and then here's the thing. I, I've been trying to... I've been kind of avoiding... Um, running into religious types because uh, apparently some of the things I can do kind of go against um, go against the church so they've been kind of haunting me well, which which church oh, all of them uh, but largely the church of Saul that yeah, you know, they have that whole Inquisition thing going. Yeah, yes. Sorry about that. <laughs> hey, you guys uh, didn't know that Melian had been dead one time. No. Yelvin oh. crosses his arms and leans against the standing stone. Well, that's a... I guess I just assumed everybody knew. A lot to take in. What what kind of things is it that you can do that the church so objects to? Changing your appearance surely is not that concerning. Um, well, you guys have seen how I can, I, you know, how when I, I get really concerned for Faileth's safety, mm. I'll uh, become uh, sort of a, a white lion person. Yeah, the shape-shifting. Mm. Pretty hair, Melian. Yeah, that's not a that's not on purpose. I'm not I'm not I haven't chosen that shape. That just seems to be a direct result. Well, I didn't used to. I also didn't used to gain power when I became concerned for Faileth's safety. I mean, I didn't know Faileth, but see, that does answer a few questions, uh, accountant. For how I've I've seen uh, that type of transforming in battle before, um, but mostly done by uh, druids. I'd assume Quarry there's... gives Yovan a look like I've been trying to really not mention druids. <laughs> yeah, see, no, that's why no, I no. think it's so weird that his thing with druids. No, no. Again, I feel it necessary to point out that druids assume the full shapes of animals, which is a perverse practice that should be stopped. You could probably turn it into an animal if you wanted to, Melian. Well, no, I, I can't. It's a, it's perverse, but also, uh, I tried once and I can't do it. <laughs> Oh, so you're jealous! Okay, that makes more sense. I'm not jealous. See, where I come from, everybody can turn into an animal a little bit. So becoming a, uh, like a lion is not uh, a foreign concept. Well, well, see, it's sort of like a, uh, where I come from, shifting is just an accepted practice. So taking on some of the positive traits associated with an animal, like the beauty of a lion, for example, that that is a thing um, that is acceptable, but taking on the full shape of a lion and discarding your human shape, that's that's just unacceptable. Oh, so you could change your shape before you died. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I, I used to take on some of the, um, the characteristics of a bear. Is that why you're... Oh, that makes it was sense. A, it was a great disappointment to my parents. Bears are dead meat. Why would they be disappointed? Uh, well... See, my my family is one of the ruling families of the the group, and uh, 
of our of our tribe, and they hold that distinction based on the fact that they can turn into um, the type the, based on the type of animal they can turn into. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, the bear is one of the lowborn, as we as they would refer to it, animals. Can you guys um, give me a perce- perception checks? Seems like a conversation we shouldn't be having right above a bandit camp, but... Uh, so that's going to be a 19, so 18. 14. 10 plus 1, 11. A 3. Uh, Jovan, you think you can hear boots on stone? And, like, the low murmur of someone talking. Uh, we have company coming. We need to hide or prepare an You ambush. guys have how about a minute real time. I'll go and distract them. If you lure them up here, we can ambush them and that will be one less bandit below. I'll, I'll try and speak loud enough that you'll know how many are coming. Ah, thank That's you. That's wise. Paladin, if you'll take care of Faleth. Of course. Alright. Wait, I can take care of myself. Corey nods at Faleth and says, I know, but let's stick together. Now, Faleth, All can right. you make one of these uh, men here a little bit wider so that we might hide inside of them? Yep, yep. Minor illusion is a cantrip. Faleth, you expand one of the men here's a bit, and between that and either being inside the rock or hiding behind it. The three of you can be a bit off to the side. Can I have uh, stealth checks from you with advantage? Uh, 19. 8. This really is not Corey's... uh, 15. Yeah. Okay. And Melian, you start heading down and you can see what looks like maybe two or three people coming up towards you as you're heading down. Hello, gentlemen. They don't seem to have noticed you. They, uh, When you say hello, they, they look up and go, oh, hello. Um, I've, I've just, I've just come in from the, uh, from the, the, the merchant's house. Uh, we were attacked by some heroes and I have to report to Jared. Would any of you three gentlemen be able to, uh, direct me to where he might... Oh, actually, where... tell me where the mess is, because that's where I'm supposed to wait. Ah, you must be new. Uh, so, just go down. You can't miss the mess. <laughs> uh, just off to the uh, right side of the commons. Uh, you'll be able to see it easily. Uh, Jared is, I think, up in his room, so... Uh, if you were told to meet, wait down in the mess, just wait there. and He'll send someone to get you. Okay, uh, just so you know, uh, if you're here to, to relieve the three up that are up there already, um, uh, they've just gone to investigate something in the woods because because uh, they heard a noise, uh, and they might have seen like a like a, what looked like a Goliath. So now uh, they're doing some investigating. Can you give me a deception check with advantage? I sure can. Ooh, seventeen then. The uh, one of the bandits. Uh looks at you and just sort of gives smiles uh, and says thank you. We'll keep an eye out. And they head on up. And you continue are you going to continue heading down? Or oh, oh, I make it look like I'm going to continue until they sort of round the corner. 
Uh, assuming there's, I'm kind of assuming there's a corner. There isn't actually a corner. Oh. Uh, in which case, what I'll do is I'll start walking, uh, like making like I'm walking down the stairs. Um, but except instead of actually going down the stairs, I'm just going to assume Faileth's shorter sh- shape slowly, so that it looks like the cloak gets lower and lower. <laughs> visually tricking them if they don't look too closely that I am actually going down the stairs. Do you want to roll initiative again for this combat or keep initiative the same it was last time? I'm happy either way. Yeah. I will just roll for the bandits. Uh, One of them is going (laughs) after Faileth. Wow. As they are making their way up, Melian, you're slowly changing your shape. Are you keeping a glance over your shoulder to see them as they make the break to yeah. the top? Are you waiting for... You're going first in the initiative order, so what is... Like, what are you planning? What's your trigger? I'll wait for them to get sort of past where... Do I, do I, I know where they're hiding, where everyone else is hiding. Right? Oh yeah, you saw Faileth basically like throw up a hand and this like just a seamless portion of the rock almost looked like it formed and extended out oh i'm also super jealous of that as an idea because i had never thought of it Uh, despite the fact that i've had faileth's ability to do minor illusions at my quote-unquote fingertips for (laughs) a year (laughs) oh it's a genius idea um so yeah, I'm going to wait for them to sort of be right in front of the group, and then I'm going to throw a hand axe at okay. the one in the back in an effort to hit him without no- notifying everybody else that I've betrayed them. For this round, it makes sense for a surprise round to occur. When checking for who is surprised when stealth is involved, you compare the passive perception to the active stealth rolls of those being sneaky. Normally, if anyone beats your stealth, they're they are not surprised and allowed to act normally in the round. Because they won't see Faileth and Yovan, but they will see Quarry. Instead of having half the group lose the benefit of the surprise round, let's have it that Quarry is startled by the bandits seeing them, and also won't act during the surprise round. That makes total sense. I sucked at my stealth roll. Fair? All good. Melian, they have just made it to the top, and you see uh, see one of them sort of like turns their head and is like a Goliath <laughs> <laughs> let your axe fly a 21 to him that will hit in which case he will take 5 points of slashing damage from a hand axe which strikes him in the back I'm assuming hitting the one that is farthest to the back so closest yeah, to the, the one stairs that's, here, that's closest to me yeah, yeah. The sound of air being pushed out of someone's lungs, as if something smashed into their back. Sort of like a, <gasps> Yovan, it's your turn in the surprise round. I wish there's something clever to do here, but it's mostly just put as many hits into these guys as possible before they start yelling. Can't think of any clever way to stop them from yelling other than, you know, murking them. So, it's a plan. He will take shots. Can he see all three of them? One of them, the one that has just made that sort of, like, puffing sound is right at the back, is, like, right at the top of the stairs. The other two, one of them who's made it the farthest has clearly noticed Kawari, who wasn't actually hiding behind Faileth's thing. They were hi- Kawari was hiding a bit behind the men here a bit more, but also was 
maybe sticking their head out a little bit to try and see. Fair enough. Um, he will fire two shots into the one that just got axed. So that's going to be a, a two. Um, so I'm not even going to bother with the modifier. Let's hit. And a three. Okay. Oof. Uh, so, does his best. <laughs> uh, two bolts uh, go zinging towards him, but as he sort of like puffs, uh, as the as the air escapes his lung, he sort of crumples a bit. And so, where you thought the trajectory of him going a bit up, your bolts sing through, and they both clatter against the top of the stone, and have fallen and are falling down the stairs. And with that, it is Faileth's turn. How close are the remaining guys to each other? They are all within 15 feet of each other. How many are within 10 feet? Two. You can so either get, get the two foot at radius, the end, I can get or... two of them? Yes. Do I want to risk a loud thing? How far away are they? Five, ten feet at most from you? I'll save my loud spell for later. And I am going to sneak up behind one of them, whoever is closest to me. Um, and uh, as I appear, like slowly appear behind them, my eyes turn pitch black. Uh, black tendrils uh, sort of creep up my skin looking like sickly veins and necrotic energy crackles on my fingertips. And I touch his shoulder and go, boo! And cast Inflict Wounds. Ooh, 25 to hit. That will hit. I assume you're gonna t- you're targeting the one that is pointed at Kawari? Whichever one was closest to me. He also looks like he is uh, the most well-armored one. And he's going to take 16 necrotic damage. The black tendrils, as you touch him and, like, atrophy him where you've touched him. You can see it run up him, and, like, his face starts to take on this, like, pale color. Uh, he's still standing. This guy is not just a run-of-the-mill bandit. Uh, but he basically, like, he he's looking at you, and he's like, ah! he is probably going to make a swing for you. Short time. Um, and I am then going to, uh, give Melian a cheeky little grin, and he gets bardic inspiration as well. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Uh, and it is now Melian's turn. So I'm going to run up behind the guy who I threw an axe at, uh, and then I'm going to run him through with my longsword, recklessly. Uh, A 22 to hit. Oh, that hits. Uh, for, (laughs) for five points of damage. For some reason, like, my mental image is of, uh, Melian as, like, the more... Berserky, like, damage outputting one, while Quarry is the more, like, defensive, sturdy one. But in actual play, it seems to be pretty much reversed. We're, we're back, yeah, that's backwards. I am <laughs> I am the meat shield, and Quarry yeah. is the damage dealer. Please describe the end of this poor song. So I run up with my sword sort of held out in front of my chest, and essentially just run him through, and then, like, now there's a full human, uh, like, body falling on me, but of I still retain all my same uh, ability scores, so I just shrug him away as if I'm a very strong 13-year-old girl, uh, and then pull my sword out while he sort of gurgles and his and blood pours out of his midsection where the sword has gone through both sides. 
Oh, that guy did not expect that from a little girl. He didn't expect that from someone that he thought was abandoned. <laughs> uh, and with that, it is Kawari's turn. Your first turn in this combat, Goliath. Okay. Um, Kawari will... I have so few spell slots. I think I won't cast Hunter's Mark. I am going to... Uh, Melian asked me to look after Faelith, so I am going to uh, strike Isn't with... Isn't Hunter's Mark a concentration spell that lasts for an hour after you <gasps> cast it? Does it? Hang yes, on. it is. Are you sure? It just, you have to use your bonus action to mark. Yeah, you're right. Okay, cool. In that case... I will use Hunter's Mark, um, and I'm going to cast it on this, uh, the one that Faileth has hit, because likely he's going to want to try to hit her back, and I'm going to try to sort of position myself between him and Faileth so that he can't get to her, if that's, is that doable? Not exactly. Faileth touched him. Oh. Yeah, I'm behind him now. Okay, well, I'm going to get up in there. And I am... You could use your movement to get to the other side of him. So you were flanking him. Um... Or you could be standing next to Faileth. I think I'm going to stand next to Faileth, because even though, um... Metagamey, it makes more sense for me to move to the other side, I don't think Quarry would want to move away from Faileth, because... Uh, story-wise, they'd be kind of wanting to get in there to block any blow. Not that mechanically I can do that, but that's what Quarry would be wanting to do. Uh, so I'm going to go next to Faileth, and I am wondering how my the little octopus friend is doing. He probably has a tentacle or two dangling out of your bag. Like, enough that maybe he would like to... Would you like to have him do something else? N well, what I'm wondering is, is he well enough to give the help action? Uh, no, not at this time. Okay, never mind then. In that case, that is only a 14 to hit. That will not hit. That is the end of my turn. I have used my action and my bonus action and some movement. And with that, it is actually going to be that bandit's turn, and he is going to use his multi-attack. He is going to make two strikes with his scimitar, and then a stab with his dagger. The first scimitar strike will be a 12 and miss you. The second is a 23 and will hit. Yeah, that one hits. Even if Yovan boosts your AC with trick points. And you will take seven slashing damage from it as the scimitar cuts out across your clothes and nicks your skin. The dagger, though, is a nine, so he'll lunge and miss you narrowly. Ow, oh, you jerk. Probably put off balance by Kawari's previous attack. And with that, it is your turn, Yovan. All right. I really want to try to push one down the stairs, but I feel like that's going to end up backfiring. Yeah, yeah, just pop two more shots and the most injured one. Um, 17 on the first one. That will hit. So are you hitting the guy that is engaged with Faileth and Kwari, or the person that has not been hurt at all? I'm going to go after the one that's engaging Faileth and Kwari, especially after seeing the kid get shot, or stabbed, slashed. But anyway, uh, five damage on the first shot, 
Oh, and that is a crit on the second one. For minimum damage. <laughs> That's fine. That's going to be six damage. Alas. Now the one that is very flabbergasted and confused about what's going on, but his instincts are going to kick into overdrive, is going to do a split second to try to determine who is the biggest threat and is going to go after the Goliath because... Tall. Tall. I mean, I'm actually glad, but also, man, discrimination against Corey's height. That is a 19 to hit. Are they hitting me from in front or behind? I'm going to shout out a warning to Corey to give her a give them a plus four to their AC. Oh, that won't hit me in any case, then. Then it won't hit you. And it is Faileth's turn. The guy I'm with is still alive, right? Yes. Excellent, I thought so. Let's kill him. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to put my hands on my hips, stare him straight in the eye and goes, Excuse me, I said boo. And then touch him again. But this time I'm going to cast it at a second level. Does a 24 hit? Yes, that will hit. 4d10. Uh, it's 27 necrotic damage. Please describe the way this individual rots inside his armor. Phelis <laughs> uh, touches him again, and the black tendrils creep down her arms once more. The necrotic energy springs from her fingertips. And this man simply disintegrates, turning into a sludgy ooze pooling (laughs) in its armored shoes. Have you seen what happens to the Nazis when they look at the Ark of the Covenant? Yes. Yeah. Just like that. Good description. Uh, So his armor goes clattering to the ground, and uh, you have severely terrified the other bandit. Uh, and it is back to Melian's yeah, turn. So, if any turns around and there's that same little girl still. Yes! <laughs> we are twice, asshole! <laughs> is there Poor anything guy. more terrifying than two Faileths? <laughs> I think not. I'm just imagining now, like, every little, every horror movie with a little girl, but it's like, there's the ghost girl over there. And then you turn, no, the ghost girl's over there. <laughs> no. Melian, it is your turn. That other bandit has looked in first was looking at Faileth in fear, now is looking at you in fear, utterly terrified that there are two monstrously horrifying little girls here. But I'm the one with the sword dripping blood from his friend, so I hit him with that sword recklessly. That's 18. That will hit. Eight points of slashing damage. You deal a considerable cut across him. And with that, Quarry, it is your turn. And there's only one bandit left. I will move the Hunter's Mark to him, and I will uh, swing at him with my halberd. That is an 11. Wow, I'm not doing well this combat round. Sadly, that won't hit. Yeah, I kind of figured it would. Jovan, Quarry's just really turn. perplexed how they were seen when they were hiding behind that rock. Yovin's going to take two more shots at the guy. That first one's going to be a 12, which I don't imagine hits. Drop that one onto the drawer. 
And that one's also going to be a 12. <laughs> He's been struggling a little bit. He's trying not to, to hit his friend and uh, aim suffering because of it. The remaining bandit is going to try to make a bolt to run down the stairs. So, Quarry and Melian, you will get an attack of opportunity. I think it will be Kawari first, because he'll leave the attack, your threat range, and then he'll be going through Melian's and then leaving throughout Melian's as he reaches the top of the stairs. Alright. Kawari, would you like to take your reaction to do it? Yes. Please. That is way better. That is a dirty 20. That hits. That will be 6 slashing damage and 5 damage from the Hunter's Mark for a total of 11. Well, that will relieve this individual of their life. Well, seeing as um, Quarry really didn't mean to kill him, he's close to the stairs, right? Yes. So let's he say... running towards the stairs. Quarry um, slashes at their back as they run towards Melian, and he... Uh, is hit, and then the momentum, like, the added, um, the strike from the halberd propels him kind of forward to fall down the stairs, and he breaks his neck. Okay. He'll break his neck right near the top of the stairs. His body will not continue tumbling down them. Good. I was concerned about that, I will admit. So, this combat has come to a close. You now have a total of six dead bodies above this bandit camp. Quarry will begin um, moving these bodies into the tent to join the other bodies, uh, but will say to their companions, if this was the changing of the guard, I presume that soon they will be expecting the first three below, and... So we just stay here, wait for the next ones to come up, kill them, and then soon we'll have gotten through every guard in this place. Everyone will be dead, we can go and get the dude, go home, save the children, the end. I don't think they're going to be so kind as to come up in threes for us. We've been lucky so far. Uh, or, friend Yovan, I could assume the form of one of the uh, initial guards and head down and just tell them that the other two had been delayed by some something in the brush, perhaps. They're oh, taking I guess a I'm not... crap in the woods. Aye, but, uh... Aye, that's fair. What next after that? I am not... Then I find out where Old Man Marsh is? I don't doubt your capabilities, but I'm a little nervous. Having you down there alone. I don't know how... What we'd do if you get into trouble. Ah, your sword is out by the tree line there as well. Along with the, the head of the creature. You left my sword back in the tree? Well, I wasn't going to come at the bandits with it. <sighs> I'll catch it now, and uh, I also need to figure out some way to, to yeah. keep in touch with you while you go down. If Quarry was there when Melian sighed like that, Quarry uh, would say, if you would prefer, I can carry it for you. Paladin, I would be honored if you would carry my sword. It would be an honor to do it for you. Quarry will carry it. And when you get it back, it will be so shiny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. Um, Jovan will uh, take the pike with the 
or the pack with the pike in the head, I guess, and tie it to his own. It's just a javelin, so it's not long. It's only like four feet or whatever. Oh, okay. That's a bit more reasonable then. Yeah, it's not a pike. It's I I, I don't carry pikes. I only have javelins. All right. Can uh, can anyone think of a way? If Melian goes down below, for us to stay in contact with him. No, I have no way to do that myself. No, I don't have brain magic. You may have to just trust that I can handle myself, friend Jovan. He can. He'll be fine. <laughs> Trying to do Melian's voice with not Melian's voice is very enjoyable, I'm going to say right now. Nah, it pains me, but... I suppose so. Yeah. A time at least. How long until we go looking for you? Uh, give me... Let's say... Uh, half an hour. No. And... Well, we won't be able to speak with you. You might at least be able to... Crawl up to us. Uh, and Jovan will pull out a whistle. Give it a good sharp blow and we'll, we'll come running. Uh... Cool. Um, Melian's gonna go take a look at the the six dead bodies. Pick the one that one of the ones that was up here in the first place and who wasn't wearing armor because I'm not putting armor on and losing some armor. Some AC. <clears throat> the one that had been closest to you, Sorum. Uh, yeah, I take on that guy's shape, and then I. Uh, in fact, are his clothes super bloody? His tunic is. Alright, I, uh, I steal his pants and his boots, I guess. And then I just don't put a shirt on. I shall bring I his... I can sh- clean it! I have magic! Oh, right. Awesome. I can make it clean! That's, I, again, another thing that I never thought about Faelith doing. <laughs> I mean, to be fair to Jovan, I just got pressed to digitate at this last level. Uh, yeah, she can totally press to digitate your shirt. Oh, fancy. nice, awesome! Then I then I put the so I, now your I... shirt's clean and it just has a like just a cut run like a gash running through it for where you slashed ooh, it ooh, the first ooh, time. I have mending. <laughs> Best group. <laughs> if you if you ask Quarry, Quarry will fix it for you. Yes, I put the shirt on and I'm like, oh, it's got a big hole in the front. Now what oh, do I do? I can fix that for you. And I mend the oh. cash. Thank you, Paladin. You are most welcome. Uh, all right. Well, wish me luck. Be safe. Good luck, Malian. I believe in you. I'm sorry. What? I believe in you. Oh, I thought you said I'm leaving you, and no, I was I very confused. You. Thank Do you. Do not know my accent after all this time. It still catches my look. These are new ears. <laughs> Alright, I'll forgive you for that. Ah, excellent. And so Soren Melian heads down. <laughs> New ears. <laughs> so good. <gasps> I'm sorry, that's not even that funny. I just really caught me off guard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I go downstairs. As you head down these stairs, uh, you can feel the weight of the earth above you. It looks as if these stairs have perhaps been molded by hand or by magic. They don't have many hard edges. 
that you might expect, perhaps as if water had at one point run down them. But as you continue down, you do note distinctly that along the walls are many small alcoves filled with stacks of bones, mostly small animal bones. And about every 15 feet, there's a sconce with a lit torch. As you come to the base of the stairs, you come to a circular room. A similar cavern-like room, but with a much more flattened, as if molded floor. And across from you is a door. Uh, I go to the door and I open it. You open into an open area filled with light. Before you is what may have at one point been a massive cave, or even a small valley opened the air above it. You stand at the base of a large secret alcove cut into these into the base of the Dwemer Mount. You can clearly see some of the mid-morning light coming down, but scattered across there are torches. Looking about, you see clumps of tents, chairs, racks of weapons and armor, and sacks of various booty scattered about in a disarray. This open chamber, as you look around, is much bigger than you would have expected. This must be the commons. And looking about, you do see a bit off in the distance what looks like uh, rows of tables that are all long tables that are stacked, to, or not, not stacked, but set in a s area with a large sort of row of curtains almost pulled up on one side. Possibly the mess. As you look about, uh, the only other thing from the, your perspective that is specifically interesting about is that there is a large stone that juts up in the center of this that has wooden scaffolding going up. And this stone spire seems to go all the way up to the top of this cavern, of this app, this area, this valley. And there is a bridge of stone connecting from that top over to what looks like a series of possibly another small cave. I head for the mess, I guess. You weave your way through some a few smaller camps. You are seeing that there are a lot of people down here. You probably pass at least 30 before you're halfway to the mess. 60 by the time you've reached it. And as you get to the mess, you can see that this camp stretches also around the other side of that pillar in the center. And you can see in some spots that there are other pieces of cloth pulled across what might be other smaller cave entrances off to the sides. This operation is quite big. And there are a lot of men here. Um, before I get all the way to the mess, I think I'm going to sort of circle back around towards that central stone 
with the scaffolding. See if I can figure out how to get up there. Uh, without making it look obvious. But there are, there's like a series of ladders attached to scaffolding that go up to various ledges on the rock, and then there's more scaffolding that goes up to the next area. Hmm. Like, there is a clear path to get all the way to the top of that. Well, since they told me that Jared was upstairs, it seems to me that would be where he is. Which I figure would be the, like, that's the easiest way to cut the snake, the, the head off the snake, become the leader of these bandits. <laughs> Ooh! I just need to get a look at him. That's what I need. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna head up the. I, I'm clearly not very smart. Uh, so yeah, I, I I'm gonna try going up the. So are you scaffolding. are you gonna make your way all the way around back to the mess before you head up, or the moment that you see that ladder, are you gonna start heading towards it? I mean, I'm gonna try and make it look fairly casual, but I yeah. As soon as I'm like, oh okay, those ladders are how we get up. Can I'll you start give me a stealth check? Oh. That's a 16. Oi, you! New shipments come in. This way, we need to unload. And a burly man, like, puts an arm around your shoulder and starts directing you towards an aperture on the far side. I dig in my heels and I'm like, um, uh, I've got other orders. I've got to report to Jared. Yar. Can you give me a deception check? I sure can. Melian just realized he didn't know what the accent was. Eleven is my deception check. Nice try, bloke. We do, I know that no one likes getting wet doing it. That's not going to get you out of it. And he just, he, he, he's got his arm around, and you see a couple more men slowly gathering around as you're heading towards this aperture on the side. Uh, no, no, uh, gentlemen, I definitely need to speak with uh, Gerard the boss of us you know in it he's gonna give you a look and say just do your work and it will be fine he's not seeing anyone how many how many dudes are around Probably about 12. Ah, oh, damn it. Alright, fine. And as you get closer to the aperture, you can hear the sound of running water. Until you see that you, as you step into this cavern off the side with... Or cave off the side with... That has sconces with torches set into the walls. That there is a large metal ring attached to ropes. And you see one of the men jumps down into the water holding onto the rope, and he starts to pull himself along with the ropes, following along one of the walls. The next one gets down, and now it's your turn. I hate everything about this. I jump down, I guess and drag myself along this wet wall. I'm, I'm not happy about it. So as you drag yourself along this wet wall, it's probably maybe about a minute of you going through this area. The river that clearly is cutting through here is a rather lazy river. It's not that quick. It's not fast. It's not 
rushing. But as you're getting further along, it starts to seem to get a bit heavier, the flow, until you come to a brightly lit chamber with more torches. And you pull yourself along, going along the edge of one of the walls, and are able to pull yourself up onto actually mason work, like a pier, and docked here is a shallow white boat. And you see three figures standing in completely blue robes with white bear skull masks over their faces just standing there. Eat all of these things. Once everyone is up, the foreman of this group gives a couple quick orders, and you see the others uh, going onto the boat and starting to pull up boxes. They start to move them over and stack them against a wall. Cool. I draw as little attention as possible, so I You're just going to follow through doing everything? Yeah, I find another person with whom I can sort of do the work uh, without conversation and just just do it. So you're moving it along. You have gotten about three quarters of the way through when there's someone stumbles and drops one of the boxes. You see it break open and a few very familiar swords go scattering to the ground. Mm-hmm. The foreman yells. There's a sound of someone being struck. But you don't draw attention to yourself. Quickly, everything is unloaded. The three figures simply standing, overseeing, watching. And then they simply push their boat off and drift, silently disappearing but deeper into the cave following that river. Once all the boxes have been stacked, the foreman gives a couple more orders, and you begin moving them down a side tunnel. This probably takes about 20 minutes of walking with these boxes. So after about... Yeah. Yeah. 20 minutes of walking with these boxes, you come to the other side a similar uh, layout to the dock, stone underground dock that you saw before. But at this one, there's a black boat tied up. You don't stock them onto the boat. You just start stocking them against one of the walls. And you think that you can see in the distance the glimmer of light. Like the exit to the cave. But you can also see that the water here undercuts and goes under, submerges, likely connecting this section of the river to where you would come out on the other side. So the water is rushing from that side to this, right? Not the other way around? No, other way around. Oh. As if the water goes into the mountain deeper. I note that only for you, for that it would be likely exceedingly dangerous were someone to fall into this water. 
because they would then be swept into a tunnel. Mm-hmm. And it took you 20 minutes to walk here. Mm-hmm. I knock a dude into the water. Are you going to? Yeah. I mean, not me. I just knock somebody else in so that during the emergency I can get away. Give me an idea of like how you're going to try and do that. You guys are bringing boxes over and trying to and stacking them against the wall as if you're loading the that area up to later be loaded onto that boat. Right. So I presume that you know you've got to put the box down and then back away. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to like be very strategic about I put the box down and then um like wait until someone is crossing behind me and then back up suddenly so that I back into them knocking them and maybe even the box they're carrying because I don't I don't care about these guys getting to keep all their their shit. Ah, so it might look like the person uh, struggles and say uh, their box knocks them off balance. Oh, in fact, in fact, actually, because I know how physics works, uh, I guess I know, but maybe Million doesn't. Never mind, I do exactly the thing I already said. Back into them, not their box. Can you give me a... I'll let you decide. Do you want a stealth check or a deception check? They are the exact same bonus, so it, to me, it's immaterial. Which one? I will. I'll give you advantage because it is a very believable situ- understanding for why you do it that way. Okay. So uh, pick which, which is... one. You <laughs> it's still only a ten. <laughs> and then uh, make your athletics check, which will be contested by their. Uh, that's an eighteen. So their passive perception was above your, like stealth or deception mm-hmm. <laughs> so they will they, it was deception, they they noticed what you were doing not nest like that you were backing up not mm-hmm. that this is an intentional thing and now we'll see if they dodge it or not oh ah! splash <laughs> as a crate filled with these swords or weapons whatever they may be uh, destabilizes the individual as Melian steps back, sort of bumping the individual and the box and the arm, one of his arms that's carrying the box, so it sort of tilts a bit and he falls back and let's see, does he take the other person helping? Oh, and he takes the other person helping him with him too. And two people fall back into the river. There is a lot of splashing for a moment and then Melian they Ellie yells, gone. man overboard in it. Uh, you see there is, the room suddenly explodes into a bit of chaos. One, a person runs onto the boat to try and grab a rope and throw it overboard. We're going to see if either of the bandits will catch that rope before they're dragged under. While this is going on, what are you going to do? Uh, I make a break for the cave back towards the... Uh, and I'm going to try and... I'm going to... So I, I have seen. Let me remind. Let me re- remind me if this is plausible. Have I seen halflings before? Yeah, you've totally okay, seen halflings. So, cool. In which case, I uh, immediately shift shape into a halfling so I'm less noticeable and try and make a. Bra- I mean, I know that's gonna make me slower for the first little bit, but I <clears throat> I'm gonna try and get to the cave without somebody going, "Hey, what's that guy doing?" Um. And at a run. Like a all-out run. Give me a stealth check. Oh boy, I'm not good at those. With advantage. <gasps> I don't Did need you... to roll second time, I rolled a nat 20! <laughs> okay, so what does that come to? 23. 
fuck's sakes, these people are these they are really intent on trying to save these two bandits, and these those bandits have unfortunately died or oh, will that's will suffocate bad. and drown. Wow. Um, but uh, you've made it to the tunnel, and you start traveling down the tunnel. You make a break into a run for cool. probably about f- a couple minutes before you shift back into Melian's form. Uh, no, so I, I shift to Quarries because she's taller because uh, they're taller than I am, so I can get a longer stride. And I'm assuming that you're doing a full out straight on run for this. Oh time. yeah, like so can dead you run because I know that if I don't make it back in time, my friends are going to try and come looking for me, and I'm. Not enough place to stop them. Can you give me an athletics check? Sure can. 21. Yes, uh, you make it. So with those boxes and trying to carry them like with someone else, it took you 20 minutes to get along that tunnel. Running back probably takes you about five. You start heading and pulling yourself along the uh, wall. Uh, probably you're now at about 27 minutes, maybe 28 uh, just as you're getting to the other end of the ropes and you're about to be able to pull yourself up, are you going to shift? Yeah, I'm going to look like the foreman who made me go with them. Uh, assuming that he has more authority than some other bandits and may not be subject to the same sort of uh, gang press gang as the original game that was. Okay, so you shift back. In, you shift into this foreman's form. Uh, and what are you going to do? And then I go outside and up the stairs. Or I go out the door. Okay. Uh, can you give me a stealth check just for how you're moving across, or deception check? Your choice for trying to exude that you are meant to be the same individual. I got a 13 in stealth. Okay. You m- make it to the door fine. Awesome. Uh, so... I, I go out the door. Guys, upstairs... Uh, Melian, it's about 30, it's been about half an hour, the sun's moved a bit. Uh, what are you, what have you been doing for, well, Melian's been down there? Cory has been, uh, like, laying the the bodies out and, and saying prayers and, um, did that for a bit and then is going out to watch the forest to make sure no returning patrols of bandits are, are coming back to surprise us. Oh, and coddling the octopus. Octopus deserves all the coddling. Faileth, Yovan, anything that you guys are specifically doing? I'm waiting to see what everyone else is doing. Oh no. It's not necessarily. Uh-huh. Most of this, I'm going to be taking Quarry's lead. They're a little bit more comfortable in situations like this than Yovan would be. Quarry would probably have asked Yovan to watch for bandits while they finished saying their prayers and then would join... Yovan outside, keeping an eye on the uh, the surrounding. Faileth is... <sighs> I don't know, I mean, nothing about Faileth says, I'll just wait here patiently. However, she doesn't want to ruin Melian's plans. So I think she's going to poke around in all the tents and stuff and see if she can find anything cool. So there's only one tent, and it previously was filled with bodies. Would you? Yeah, she doesn't care about that. Okay, so there's a considerable amount of blood and some viscera and gore. Can you give me a investigation check? A little viscera never bothered anybody. Ooh, I probably shouldn't roll 4d20s, though. 
I don't find anything. <laughs> so you're just, you're going through it. Everything seems so mundane. You get a feeling that this probably is, like, only used by the by whoever is, a, like, up here assigned to be on lookout. Just for resting in between a bits, uh, bits of their shift. Uh, this probably isn't actually anyone's caught or where they keep anything specific to them. Ugh, Malian, it's boring out here! <laughs> Faileth. What? You know, this little octopus, it still seems quite cold. Perhaps uh, you'd like to help me. Should I... Should I snuggle it? Yes, I think that's an excellent idea. Little snuggling oh. never hurt anyone. I wrap it up so tight and I give it all the snuggles. I'm a little less. So the octopus doesn't seem to want to come out of Quarry's bag, but will let you pet it and it will like gently stroke you as well. And I'm definitely like keeping up the prestidigitator on it so it can be nice and warm. Oh, it it's you it now is starting to like sometimes shift colors a bit. Sometimes it blends in with Quarry's bag. Sometimes it like where it's touching you, it changes to your skin tone. Ah, we burn. I love years have never loved anything before. Ouch. I mean, I love you very much, Malian, but not the way I love this adorable, tiny little tentacled friend. I don't think you'd want me to coddle you the same way. I mean, fair. And the rest, and it, it's gotten to about 30 minutes. It's about halfway. It's about the half an hour point. Melian has not come out yet. Alright. Do we go in after him? Well, that was the agreement, but I wonder... If we could send just somebody down to the foot of the stairs to... I'll go! Have a... Well... Uh, I'm going! I'm gone. Oh, shit. I'm running. <laughs> You're uh, gonna have to physically stop me. Can I have perception checks? I... How close are you guys to the stairs? I think fairly close. We'd want to be able to hear anybody coming up while we're keeping an eye around us for any returning patrols. Okay. Can I have then perception checks from all three of you? Seven. Uh, six. Seven. Okay. We're doomed. Uh, Melian, yep. can I have a perception check as you're coming up the stairs for if you notice the little girl that's about to come bearing down on you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're not going to believe this, but a seven. <laughs> it's collision time. So just as Faileth is about to head down the stairs, uh, she legitimately runs into someone. Oh, sorry! As Melian, <gasps> uh, she smacks into your chest and bounces off, and you're sort of stunned for a moment because of like just like the change in light so you didn't see her coming mm -hmm. and then she hit you but you didn't fall back oh good there's someone that is clearly not Melian now standing right in front of Faileth 
It's about time you got up here. I've been manning the camp all by myself, and I very much need to use the mess hall, so take over for me, sir. Thank you very much. I what? am a bandit. What? <laughs> what happened to <laughs> Faileth? What happened to Quarry and Yovan? I don't know who they are, but I'm definitely a Faileth. bandit. And you? Oh, it's Melian. Hi, Melian. Hello. They're over there. Quarry said I should check the bottom of the stairs to see if you're coming back because you were over your time. Can they I? They were hear sending this? you alone. Can... Oh, you can totally hear this. Faileth, that's not what we said. You said someone should check the bottom of the stairs to make sure that Melian was coming back, and I said I'd do it. Uh-huh, and then you did, did Did you wait to discuss who would do it? Why would we discuss? I was just gonna do it. I appreciate your help for, helpful nature, Faileth. But perhaps next time we could discuss first. Yes, but then you wouldn't have let me. Well, you see my logic here. If I waited for you to decide who should go, you would have decided that you should go, and I wanted to go. I was actually thinking of asking Yovan. That's still not me. Point taken. Uh, I come bearing news. What did you find? Where are you having this conversation? A little ways from the top of the stairs. So that, like, we can't be seen by somebody coming up, but we can still... <laughs> Here? Does yeah. anybody have any other ideas? So, like, against the cliff on, like, the left or the right side of the stairs? Yes. Okay. Sure. okay. I'm, I'm hesitant to take your suggestion, uh, but I don't feel like I have a good enough concept of what the actual space looks like. Basically, think of it as, like, it's a clearing in front of these two stones that mm -hmm. jut out from the cliff, and then there's the staircase that goes down. Right. Uh, and at Isn't the... that off a cliff? Or is it is it is the staircase going into a mountain? Yes. Ah, uh, that's the part I missed. Like, think of, you guys are standing at the bottom of a cliff. And right. the staircase is going into the mountain. Into the wall. That makes mm -hmm. so much more sense than the thing that I've been picturing this whole time. Which is two freestanding stones at the top of a cliff. And that the stairs went down. And I was like, but to where? <laughs> oh. Yeah, no. <laughs> anyway, I, I get it now. I'm glad I clarified because this is making my imagination much more easy. So then, yes. Like around the, around the corner from... The, so you can't, see, can't be seen from the bottom of the stairs, but we can hear people coming up the stairs. That totally makes sense. Sounds and good. And let's make it the left just because that's the right if you're facing the stairs. So it'll be the right side. Um, their numbers are quite large. There are at least 60 by my last count. Well, two fewer at this point. Hmm. However, of more import is that they seem to be moving crates of weapons. Uh, and Melian will tap his uh, giant bulbous nose that he's currently wearing mm -hmm. um, of the foreman and be like, weapons we might recognize. Ah. We were right. No, it wasn't. Uh, they were moving them from a, 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 a ship manned by masked, what I can only assume are cultists wearing masks of stag bears and blue robes. Uh, and they were moving them to another ship 
which was black, uh, which again I think matches the description of another ship we know of. Mm-hmm. A ship below the ground. So there's another entrance. There's a river running through the through the mountain. Cass. Yes. Does Cory know of cultists that wear blue robes and bear heads? Uh, stag bear skulls. Stag bear skulls. Can you give me a uh, history check? Fourteen. No. Hmm. Uh, can I have a history check from Yovan? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, uh, so that is a twenty-five. You can remember a tale that was told one time that you were in a tavern here in Dwemer Hollow about something that happened 300 years ago. And it referred to blue monks. Monks that came in the longest, coldest, and darkest winter in the history of Bummer Hollow. Of some kind of uprising. The religious beliefs of, and context of the story, they're they were unclear. Apparently, all of the leaders had been killed, and any text relating to them had been burned. But the records had indicated that they worshipped something that they referred to as the Gellid King. Um, Jovan would relay that pretty much verbatim. Hmm. Cold, you say? Aye. I am drawing the same consideration. It can't be a coincidence. No. No, it can't. I wonder if... If this king is the... No, 300 years. Surely it must be somebody different, but... But perhaps someone who... Seeks to succeed where the previous king failed. 300 years in so long? Could have been a elf. Could have been some form of undead. Could be a mm. wizard who... Uh, extended their life somehow. True. Very true. And alarming. But explains why it is happening here. Did you hear anything about Marsh? Valian? Uh, I had heard the men speaking before that he was kept upstairs with Jared and Adelbaron. Uh, I was unable to confirm as I was press-ganged into unloading the ship and then moving the crates to another cave where the black ship were lay. So we should figure out where those crates are going, right? I mean, given that they are loaded onto the black ship which appears in Dwemer Hollow once per new moon, I think we know where those weapons are going. We had a... In the shop. Yes. 
We had a theory that perhaps the children were taking on, taken on the boats back where the weapons came from, but we've heard nothing about the children in relation to these bandits. It's all woven together, it seems. Hmm. One to the next and to the next. Could be the same ship comes this way, loads the weapons, drops them off in the city, picks up the children, and heads on further down the water. Or they bring the children back and sell them to the cultists. That is oh, what they are giving the cultists the in weapons. exchange for the weapons. Huh. For it would hmm. be upriver to take the boat anywhere from where his lay is where it now lay. Alright. So, we have ourselves quite the task. 60 bandits and the four of us. Well, 58 bandits. <laughs> All right. That well, you've then. seen. The job started. Too bad those guards died. Aye. Could have used them now. However, the structure appears to bottleneck at a door into a large clearing before the camp. If we can fight them at the door, we can limit the number of what we fight at once. Even limited? Uh, that'd be a siege, not a skirmish. And uh, there's more of them about in the woods, and they have the river. No, that'd be as likely to seal us in and smoke us out. Yes, I don't know that the four of us alone are up to taking on the whole camp. Well, if we wait till nightfall, I can sneak in and thin their numbers precipitously. We could all sneak in and thin their numbers. If they're sleeping, we don't have to look like them. Uh, <laughs> Melian looks at Faleth, nods, then looks at Quarry, looks back at Faleth, and shakes his head. <laughs> could be sneaky. I am not very good at being sneaky, Faileth, nor am I mm, inclined to kill um, anyone who is asleep. We could just sneak in and find what's-his-face. I would prefer Gosh. that. Right. Old guy. What do you think the entrances to this river are? Uh, I would be hard-pressed to say. Mm. Can't be the main river, or else you know, ships would pass through here all the time. Must be a... a split, but one hidden. Can you give me a... history check, Yovan? Oh, I'm always happy to make history checks. Hey, uh, so that's going to be a 22. And can you give me a nature check? Less great at those, but not bad. Oh, really bad at this one. Seven. So you do know that the Darkling River terminuses at the base of the Dwemer Mount. Okay. And it flows to the Dwemer Mount. Interesting. That's not normally how rivers work. All right. Quite correct. 
How far is the terminus from where we are? Uh, you have no idea because you have no idea where you are in the forest. I'm leery to go deep into there, especially into the right at the head of the snake with only one exit plan. If we can't trust the river and we can't take Cory with us. That's... If we go down there, I want it to be all of us. I, I see no reason why we cannot bring the paladin, uh, unless we are trying to be stealthy. Perhaps we can try to be stealthy still. We just need to... scout ahead. Move around, make sure that we're moving through. Or perhaps disguise them somehow, though I'm not sure. I think you will find yourself hard-pressed to disguise me. I am... Um... Not talented as Melian is in this regard, and I have found I often stand out. Hmm. Must be something. I'm just missing something. Must be a way. Melian, do you think it would be possible to sneak in at night and uh, liberate Marsh while the bandits sleep? I would have to see the bandit camp while they sleep, but I see no reason why I shouldn't be able to. That may be... We may not have that much time. How long until the rotation comes? Hmm. This is very true. They may miss their six fellow bandits before long. Eight, by the way, the Malian's been talking. Oh, no, they know of the, the disappearance of the two I took care of. And they will well, not be after us. Uh, no, I made it appear as if it were an accident. I see. I, I may have inadvertently knocked them into the river to cause a distraction. Oh, smart. Actually, hmm. Back to our original plan that we discussed, taking ourselves as prisoners. We have... I reckon... Seth may not have been able to take prisoners, but surely among the six that were slaughtered, there was one that looked tougher. Joven, perhaps, if we were to uh, clean and mend the clothing from one of the other guards, you could blend in with Melian. I reckon it might be possible. Two prisoners and two guards. I will also note that the one that Faileth melted was wearing a cons- He was wearing plate mail. With a helmet? Yes. Ooh, handy. How big? Not Goliath size? No. <laughs> Faileth sized? Uh, no, she is too small. Uh, Jovan probably could fit it. It will be unwieldy for him, though. That's fine. Um, I wouldn't be making any stealth tra- or any dex tricks. So, actually, that's the thing. So, wearing armor that you're not proficient in gives you a penalty on dex checks. Would that include checks made with the hand? So, if you're wearing armor that you lack proficiency in, mm-hmm. you have disadvantage on any ability check, saving throw, or attack roll that involves strength or dexterity. Right. Uh, uh, you also uh, can't cast spells. Alright, fair enough. But... Okay. It would be able to obscure your form. Yep. And now I will back out of this again. 
Thank you. Alright, so the guard captain, the one in plate, we take uh, the Goliath as a prisoner, since there was an awful lot of shouting about exactly that. And... Faileth creeps in behind. A careful use of illusion here and there. We should be able to blend in with the... Faileth can disguise herself. She could climb on my back and disguise herself as a backpack. I don't have disguised self. Uh, no, I but have you created kit. the illusion of a backpack on top of yourself. <laughs> it, I could... I mean, we have established that that's a thing I could do. With rocks and stuff. The only thing is I don't think that... I don't know how that would work because for moving. Yeah. Minor illusions can't move, can they? Yeah, I don't think they can move. I think you create like a that's static yeah. image. That is true. That being said, we might be able to just put Faileth in a backpack. <laughs> I am very small. <laughs> I'm but a wee one. Would you put Faileth in my backpack or in yours, Melian? Uh, well, a, a backpack full of Faileth will look more appropriate on the back of a Goliath than on the back of anyone I can use to fit in in this crowd. In Indeed. The only thing that worries me is, uh, well, they don't want to search the prisoner. Well, we'll just tell them we've already done so. Fair enough. I'm a secret weapon. And it sounds like we might just have a plan. A dangerous one, a risky one, but I don't think there's any safe way to approach an enclave of 60 bandits. On the uh, as we enter the enclave, there is a, pillar, a stone pillar in the center covered in scaffolding. It is up there that I believe the leader of the bandits is located. Alright, so we go in, and we say that we are taking the prisoner directly to... What was the Gerald name of the... Edelbaron. Aye. Anyone below, we say that we have orders from them, and as we approach... Indeed, this form I am wearing now is one of their foremen, and as long as we do not run into him again, he should have the authority to overrule any common bandit. And when we arrive... How do we get the man marsh out? We just take him. Take him and run. He could go in the other backpack. <laughs> I might be able to... Um... I don't know if he'd be in a fit state to wear armor, but I could easily put him in the armor and adopt the visage of a bandit myself, it might not be quite as convincing, but it'll hide him. So I understand. The benefit of bringing me as a prisoner would be that, uh, should a fight break out, I will be there to assist you. Aye, yeah, exactly so. But if they are locking the prisoners away, then I will not be there to assist you. Well, we say that we're taking you directly up to, uh... To be interrogated. Yes, but um, if we confront them there, how do we leave? Well, Once they are dead, we will just leave. That was how I understood it. The 60 bandits will not find it strange that you march a prisoner in and then march them back out. Ah, but you see, when we leave, we will be Jared. Ah. We will be the leader of the bandits. I see. This is very clever, Melian. 
your talent is invaluable. Ah, it is mostly Jovan's, friend Jovan's cleverness. I am simply providing the the ability. Jovan had not even considered taking, uh, encouraging Melian to take the, the bandit leader's <laughs> visage, but uh, he, he won't say no to the compliment. <laughs> All right. One last thing before we go. Should we need another exit from the pillar, how do we make it to the river? Uh, there is a crevice uh, where uh, I can't remember what the, what the word that Cass used to describe that, but there's I'll describe where it is in relation to that. Yeah, Melian describes that from when you come in uh, from the main entrance, you can't see it, but once you've gone to the other side of the pillar in the center, and like, or from either side of the room of the large area, you can see that there's a aperture or like a dark uh, cave mouth off to one side. Uh, and he explains that over there, the lazy river moves deeper into the mountain, but that there's a ring with uh, rope that you can use to pull yourself along along the wall to go upstream against the river uh, to get to the tunnel that you can use to get to the black boat. Okay. Um, Quarry will open their... will take the octopus out of the bag, open the bag for Faileth, and then kind of snuggle the octopus in there with Faileth. The octopus, the octopus sort of reaches out towards you, Kawari. Mm -hmm. Think of like a little toddler. Mm -hmm. going, and makes a chirping sound. It's so cute. We need Quarry. to make merch of this octopus. I want one. Quarry gently strokes it. It's alright. You're coming with us, and you'll go back into the backpack where it's safe, and Faileth will keep you warm. Cuddling with the acidic octopus sounds a little dangerous. It hasn't acided on anybody yet, so... Hopefully it will be fine. Later, when we find the melted remains of Faileth. <laughs> Melian's gonna be so mad. So mad. Um, and I'm assuming that, with, along with the armor, I'll just be carrying the bulkier weapons because they're not going to let Cory go in armed I imagine uh, what we'll do is we'll do that thing they did in Star Wars where they just bound her hands in front of her so we'll be like we searched her uh, and there was nothing of note but her weapons were really heavy so we made her carry them <laughs> that sounds <laughs> so right. fair that that giant shield on her back yeah I wasn't going to try and carry that I'm, I'm a <laughs> bandit I'm not, I'm not stupid um, and I'm going to try to rig up uh, a set of manacles um, so that Cory can easily just uh, pop them open when she needs be when they need to. Are you going to bind with rope or with uh, iron manacles? Can I like carefully break the iron manacles in a way that's not obvious, but so they can just pull it apart shouldn't if they need to? Give me a. Sleight of hand check. Oh man, I am great at those. Oh, uh, and that's a 19. Uh, 26. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's just say that you have... The manacles look like they're closed. They look like they're uh, together, but they are barely holding themselves together. Like, all Kawari has to do is flex, and they would break. Excellent. Powerful. You've basically, like, almost undone every screw. <laughs> <laughs> Ideal. Alright. So what is your walking order? And also... Now, since I know where I'm going, I'll go first. Okay. I'm in the backpack. I guess I'm in the middle, probably. Probably. I'll come up behind after donning the armor. Um, and probably wearing, like, regular bandit clothes underneath, just in case. You've put on extra bandit padding? <laughs> uh, whatever the bandits were, like, wearing, I'll, I'll wear that as well as the armor. Um, Pressed so it, it cleaned and uh, mended. mended. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if if uh, Faelith and uh, Corey are, are willing. It's going to be so weird for them, for people to come across. The whole pile of dead bodies, and two of them are naked. Uh, that's if anyone ever comes across it. We'll see how this goes. So, as you... You continue down, and you come to that room that I first described to Melian, that sort of circular room that has ends in that door that Melian has said goes out into that, like, commons area. You going to push that door open? Yes. So you push that door open, and just like Melian described, it is as if there is a hidden hideaway here. Open to the air above it, but protected from the elements considerably. This is a perfect hidden encampment. Add in the druid magic that's shielding it within the forest. And there's no better spot for someone to hide this many men. As you're looking around, you can see Melian's assessment of 60 is probably on the low end. There's probably a considerable amount more here. As you come in, uh, you there's a couple questioning looks and someone does ask you what's going on. Does you explain, uh, one of them goes, did you get hurt? Uh, if you did, you should check in with the apothecary. The new apothecary is quite good, even if he doesn't like helping us. Uh, a little wiry kid, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I know the one. Yeah. Just make sure that you, you stay away from the quarantine room. Uh. You... What's in the you took that wound, didn't you? Perhaps you should go see the apothecary. In it. Uh, Are you making fun of me? <laughs> Does I the backpack say that? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I likely make a stop by. Point me in the direction. He points off in a direction uh, towards one of the. Uh, to like one of the caves or areas that are offset that looks like it's been covered by a cloth by some cloth that's strung across Yovin are you going to head in that direction what's the rest of the party going to do um, he's not going to head off right away 
make up some excuse about well, well see the prisoner where he needs to go or where they need to go before uh, heading off ah uh, you should make sure that the prisoner's checked over that they haven't been affected affected how long have you been gone always they had me scouting around the other side can you give me a deception check at disadvantage because of armor no with advantage oh. oh with advantage that's the opposite of what i was expecting all right well first one's gonna be a five deception remember is charisma it is not dexterity that is true okay um ba -ba 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 -ba. so christmas a plus one so it's gonna be a 13 i'm gonna go ahead and burn some trick points to add a couple d3s to that uh we're gonna say two Four and a one. Eighteen. He looks at you and he's he's like he nods. He's like, Mad Dog Jimmy, fucking Dingbat. Even they've been touched by something. You better make sure that this prisoner and yourselves haven't been touched or changed. Head on down. Hey. Right. What do you say? Take the prisoner over to the apothecary first? Get him looked over? Boy, that seems like a great plan. In it. <laughs> I'm gonna snack you so hard when you get out of here. McMillian's not good at accents. <laughs> you guys begin to head over. You reach the mouth of the cavern or cave section that you were pointed to you push it aside and you're in a bit of a a sort of cave that slopes down a bit and then you come to another uh, curtain that's been hung and as you push it aside you see a sort of L-shaped cavern that has 18 cots set up across it and what sound and in the center of it a uh, a little fire that's going around a with a cauldron that's bubbling on top of it the smell of herbs assaults your senses and you can see the smoke from this cauldron sort of going up and pooling above in the top of this cavern and escaping a little bit up and out the way you came. As you look around, you can see that there are approximately f f four of these beds have occupants. And off to one side, there is a, a small cot, and there is a, a teenage boy, lanky, very dirty, uh, with a manacle around his le around his leg, attached to a ball chain. And he sort of looks up at you and goes, "Are you injured? Just just sit down. I'll 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 come and I'll come and help you." Do any of the other four occupants of the beds look like they're awake or conscious? Give me a perception check. 
Uh, that's going to be a 3, so a 2. 17! So, Yovan, uh, Yovan, you don't think any of them are awake. They all have their blankets over them. Uh, Melian, you can see that one of them, they have a blanket over them, but they're sort of rocking back and forth, and you think you can almost hear a little bit of muttering. And a sort of clicking sound. Oh. Alright, well, I'm gonna... I'm gonna allow uh, um, Yovan to continue because that guy probably doesn't sound like he's got his senses. Alright, lad. Are we quite alone here? Is there anyone listening? He, he looks confused and he's like, uh, as aside from the touched, um, uh, I'm the only one here. And can you, Cass, can you briefly remind me what the squirrel's name is? It's been a few months. Gwyneth. Gwyneth sent us. We're going to get you out of here. And for the first time since you've entered this room, you see his eyes light up and hope return to his face. And that is where we will end the session. Thank you for listening to Roll With Adventure, where we bring you this story from our imagination to your ears. If you liked what you heard, please rate us on Apple Podcast and visit us at www.rollwithadventure.com. Our intro and outro music is Brave by Arcane Anthems. Thanks for the components of this episode's soundscapes. Go to zapsplat.com, Arcane Anthems, and Purple Planet Music. Full credits are in the episode description. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Bye! You can see why you can't flavor it. <laughs> because it's slashing damage, you guys. Rule schmoles. Yeah, rule schmoles. You can totally stab them through the heart if you prefer. So that will be 18 slashing damage from the helmet. Please describe the end of this individual. No, I want to know. Also, I'm really sad about the missed opportunity because when he said you can't miss the mess, I thought there was going to be some kind of joke about how untidy it is now. But... Look innocent and say, what? Who's throwing axes? It wasn't me. That's right. What? Oh, there's an axe thrower from the sky, I guess. <laughs> Probably him. That feels like an excellent cliffhanger to end on. It does. Well, if you guys want to end, we can end here. Or we can end in about 15 minutes. Or at least after the next scene happens. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> okay, I'm down.